here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811. First of all, I want to thank you folks who tune into this program on a fairly routine or regular way and watch Life, Liberty, and Levin. Because a lot of what you see happening now with respect to the Joe Biden serial document scandal is something we've talked about even before the information came out and even before the news organizations and our friends in the media have reported on it. Why? I'll tell you why. Because I know this stuff. Back in early March 2017, I came on this program and I explained to you that the, uh, the FBI had been spying on Donald Trump. And I put the case together based on the public information that was available. And, of course, um, I was attacked by the media and ignored by conservatives. Conservatives in the media. I don't know about that. That sounds kooky. I don't do kooky stuff. And I used the evidence of the articles that were public at the time. Some of the critics had written some of the articles. All I did is put them together and figure it out turn out to be 100% accurate. This cover-up that's taking place now is also 100% accurate. Now even Peter Ducey and our friends on The Five and elsewhere are talking about a cover-up. Now the chairman of the House Oversight Committee is talking about a cover-up. Mr. Producer went back and looked. Look, on January 8th, that Sunday, we already played it, I'm not going to do it again, with my interview of the chairman, the incoming chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, who turns out to be terrific. We talked about the National Archives. I specifically asked him a question. Is he going to look into that and the disparate treatment and that there are other presidents, vice presidents, and so forth and so on, who have undoubtedly taken documents with them, and nobody's looked. And he said, it's a good point, and we're going to look. The next day, on January 9th, a leak was planted from the White House with CBS News. It was a limited leak, 
because it didn't reveal other occasions in which Biden had taken documents and that were found. Now, on January 9th, I told you on this program, once that information came up, that this was part of a cover-up, that there was no, no question in my mind that it was a cover-up. That day, NBC, excuse me, the next day, January 10th, there was a second targeted leak from the White House, this time to NBC News. You can see who they, you can see who they leaked to. Now, since then, there have been sporadic leaks, but even more than that, there have been findings that have been taking place. The cover-up occurred, the cover-up occurred during and through the midterm election, so as not to influence it. The cover-up occurred while the Attorney General was announcing the appointment of a special counsel, special prosecutor in this case, against Donald Trump. The cover-up occurred after he received a report from this U.S. attorney about Joe Biden. I mean, the cover-up went on and on and on, and I told you there's still a cover-up, and there is. And so obviously, having heard this, our good friend, the Deuce, and the chairman having heard this, the House Oversight Committee, where I continue to bang the pots and pans on radio, on cable TV, on digital TV, when I'm a guest on Hannity, that this is a cover-up. Peter Ducey asks this question today. Cut four, go. The House Oversight Committee chairman says this document situation has all the makings of a potential cover-up. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? We've been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear that um, he takes this very seriously when it comes to the when it comes to classified information, when it comes to classified documents, and that his team has been um, has been fully cooperative uh, with this legal matter. Anything else, Peter? And this is, and I'm, I'm going to be very serious. You asked me kind of a question that everybody laughed at, which was interesting question to everybody ask. Everybody didn't laugh at it. I actually saw this on television, clip of it a, few, a little bit ago. Nobody was laughing. Go ahead. But... Any other, uh, any other underlying questions that you may have, I would refer you to my colleagues, the White House counsel. I'm going to continue right, to... All right, so she goes into immediate rope-a-dope. Now, this cover-up question is a big deal. And Biden has been sending signals publicly, perhaps privately too, to the Attorney General that he has no regrets, there's no there there. He's under investigation, and he's making it clear... He's making it clear to Garland and to this guy, her, the so-called special counsel hasn't even set up yet. He's made it clear that uh, he, he's trying to broom this thing. And have you ever seen a White House respond even to a scandal this way? 
where they just play rope-a-dope the whole time? Now, we've had people say, and it can be a persuasive argument, that the media have turned on Biden because they want him out. It's interesting. Even the conservative media, in many ways, is like the liberal media, in that you get something in somebody's ear, and then they all kind of repeat it. They all kind of repeat it. I've thought about that. It's possible, but I don't think so. I think in the end, they will try to get rid of Biden for a lot of reasons, this being one of them. But I don't think that's the case, because when you look at MSNBC, almost full time circling the wagons around Biden, the endless attempts to tell you, well, maybe Biden did this, but Trump is worse. Trump is worse. Look at Trump. More documents. You know, which has nothing to do with anything. That's the truth. I've also been wondering. Maybe some of you can help me with this. I told you, and some of you were upset about it, but don't be upset with me. I didn't create the law. That a sitting president cannot be indicted. That's been the position of the Office of Legal Counsel. That's been the position really for 100 years. And the reason is you would decapitate the executive branch and we don't want grand juries and a single U.S. attorney to have that power. I don't either. And I've argued that over the past. And they kept talking about indicting Trump. But why is it that the legal analysts and the hosts and the guests aren't mentioning this? Including the radical left Democrat hosts and guests and legal analysts of the same mindset. Why is it they're sitting on this surely they can't surely they must know it since I announced it last week why do you think they're sitting on it think the people would be upset if they knew that but this explains why Biden is as I said last week so cocky He no doubt has been told this by the White House counsel. He no doubt has been told this by the Attorney General, who's a complete fraud. Gosh, I hope you really did hear my monologue last night. I really do. And it's on Mark Levin's show, Twitter, Parler, Getter, True Social, pretty much everywhere. Because the Attorney General of the United States is helping to destroy America. But I'm serious about this question. Why would people be sitting on this? Usually when I say things here within 48 hours, they're echoed. They're echoed. Maybe somebody will steal the line. Who knows? Newsweek. Some legal analyst were regurgitated. But not this one. I'm not here to create false hopes or false scenarios. I know others do that. I do not. I tell you what I know, and I I try to shoot straight with you every single time. But it is strange to me. Then, of course, as we all know, it was announced on Saturday that another... 
don't know what they found. They didn't really say documents, boxes of documents. I don't know what they found. 13-hour search by the FBI. But the questions are obvious. The questions are obvious, and they've been obvious, and we've talked about them here. November 2nd, we know nothing that occurred before November 2nd. We don't know why lawyers were rummaging through his Biden's think tank office, why then they decided to clear the boxes out. November 4th, the Department of Justice learns about this. It's almost casual. Certainly no, no, no push to get to the bottom of anything. They let the private lawyers gather information, not even a subpoena. FBI doesn't do any independent investigation searching until we hear last late last week Friday when they found the documents after 13 hours of searching and they found additional documents and so I'll ask another question that hasn't been posed as far as I know they found classified information from when Joe Biden was a senator he was a senator a long time 36 years Where are all of his Senate documents? Do you know? They're at the University of Delaware. Has the FBI subpoenaed the University of Delaware for documents? Has the FBI moved into the University of Delaware to secure the documents? Has the FBI search the documents to the best of my knowledge the answer to all three of those points is no no they haven't something else judiciary and oversight committees will need to look at as well as the intel committee because this involves intelligence nothing that Biden has done is anything close to what Trump has done for the opposite reasons that the media propagandists and the circle the wagons crowd have said. Nothing. I hear one host keep saying that the number of documents are quite different. Oh, I see. It's not the quality, it's the quantity. That's a stupid argument. I could argue, well, look at the number of places where Biden documents have been found. They've been found in one place by Trump. Not three or four or five. And that's after the FBI did its, did its best to trump Trump. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you. 
and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Merrick Garland at a news conference today. Cut five, go. At your directions, both the former President Trump and the sitting president are under federal investigation. Do you have any regrets in the way that the department has handled this so far? I mean, ultimately, is this good for the country? The role of the Justice Department is to apply the facts and the law in each case and to reach appropriate decisions in a nonpartisan and neutral way without regard uh, to who the subjects are. Uh, that is what we've done in each of these cases, and that is what we'll continue to do. I thought for a minute he was going to say they take this very seriously, Mr. Producer. Many decades ago, when I would sit next to the Attorney General and I would give him advice, Sometimes he took it, but most of the time we agreed. My attorney general would never have launched a criminal investigation of a former president over documents, period. I'll give you a couple of reasons for this. Number one, the Espionage Act was never intended to apply to a president or former president. Number two, prosecutorial standards for the Espionage Act, gross negligence is considered too low. Most, most, not all, crimes require some specific intent mens rea. And number three, it creates a horrific precedent. But Garland did it. He said he's following the law. No, he's not. They're trying to concoct an obstruction charge, which is why you hear this constantly in the media and by the Democrats. Because the Trump lawyers were tough negotiators, that doesn't mean you criminalize the matter. So when the Biden situation came up, he had no choice, although he was covering it up, and he covered it up for over two months, and he didn't want to appoint a special counsel in Biden's case, and he was prepared not to until they found more documents, and then more documents after that. So Garland has created this circumstance. More when I return. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Have you ever wondered why... Certain murders, heinous murders, 
receive media attention and certain don't. Have you ever wondered that, Mr. Producer? Thousands of Americans are murdered every year. Every year. The vast majority of murder is black-on-black crime. And often tied to gangsters. We're talking about young black men. I know it. The media know it. The FBI knows it. Police chiefs know it. Al Sharpton knows it. The NAACP knows it. The ACLU knows it. Everybody. And yet it's never discussed in any significant way in order to protect innocent people. Don't we believe every life is precious? Every life is precious, no? Now we see that a mass murderer walks into this celebration The Asian New Year, I think it is, Mr. Producer. Or the Chinese New Year. Pardon me if I'm not up on this. What's that? Chinese New Year. And uh, walks into uh, this place and just starts slaughtering people. Eleven now dead. Nine Wounded, and then he tried to go to another location not far away to slaughter more people, but the people there stopped him. They were able to stop him. He needed a rifle. And while it's getting attention, it's not getting the marquee attention that it normally gets from the media. If it's white on black, if it's Black on black really deserves attention so we can try and figure out what to do about it. But if it's a school, you can understand with little kids. Just certain things that seem to cause the media to give such enormous coverage to one murder or mass murder versus another. And I don't think this one's getting the attention it deserves. It's getting attention, but not the attention it deserves. Now, immediately, the fallback position for the Democrats, for the media, Pelosi today, is we need an assault weapons ban. We had a so-called assault weapons ban in 1994. We've had John Lott on this program before with his genius and his ability to comprehend and explain statistics like nobody else and it made no difference why did it make no difference because if you're a career killer or you're a member of a gang or you're plotting to kill people you're not going to acquire a gun necessarily legally maybe you'll steal it from somebody a family member Maybe you'll get it on the black market. There's, there's, there's just enormous numbers of ways, I assume, to do this sort of thing. 
And so their default position is assault weapons ban. So we're never going to resolve this as long as there's an ideological default position. I don't know that we can ever solve it, period. Given there are nut jobs out there, there's evil people out there, and so forth and so on. But I do know this. There's a lot of people dying in this country today who were murdered. More than 11. More than 11. It's almost 16 to 18,000, depending on the year. A year? Think about that. I'm talking about murders, not suicides and not accidents. And many are not killed with weapons. That is, guns. But you have a Democrat sugar daddy by the name of Soros who is funding, with tens of millions of dollars, prosecutors not to prosecute. In other words, he runs people for prosecutor who are not really prosecutors. They're anarchists. We ought to stop calling them prosecutors. They're anarchists. We have Democrat mayors who did enormous damage to their cities with defunding or slashing funding for the police, even in Washington, D.C. now. It's not even the left-wing mayor. It's the left-wing city council by a vote 11 to 1 over, overrode her veto. Rapists, murders, carjackers, essentially a slap on the hand. Nobody's going to go to Washington, D.C. I sure as hell am not. Nation's capital. But there, where they keep saying they want two senators and a congressman, but where the nation does its governing business, Congress has the power to step in and say no, and thankfully they do. Because if Washington, D.C. were a state, the national capital would not be safe, would it? And everything around it and in it wouldn't be safe, would it? So I just point this out because it's, it's odd to me. I always wonder, why are they covering this and not that? I understand the school shootings. I really do. When these, these, these evil, you know, subhumans go into these schools and slaughter little kids. I got that. I do understand that. But other than that, I guess I don't. To be perfectly honest with you. I don't know if it's clickbait or what it is, just to set up the debate on the assault weapons ban and so forth. Look, we saw what Timothy McVeigh did, right? He didn't use a gun. And nobody knows this better than Merrick Garland, since he was the U.S. attorney who prosecuted him. Drove a truck loaded with fertilizer in front of that federal building, loaded with fertilizer and set it off, and it blew half the building off the face of the earth, and all those innocent people with it. There's always a way for evil. It's like water. But you have to have law enforcement, law and order, a predictable judicial system with predictable sentencing. 
we don't have equality under the law in this country. Whether it's Biden and Trump or Hillary and Trump, we just don't have it. This guy who, uh, he was a retired firefighter in Arkansas. He came to the rally, the protest on January 6th. He didn't harm anybody. He wasn't even in the building. He was kind of with the crowd, got into the building, the Capitol building. He was looking for a, a restroom. He found Nancy Pelosi's office. The defense said he turned into there because he thought there was a restroom. He's the guy that sat behind the desk. He left her some kind of nasty note. And he left. But he went back to get his flag. Yes, the officers tell him. Then he left. Then, according to the trial testimony, he got on a megaphone and encouraged people, or didn't encourage people to do anything, just told them that this is now ours and, you know, that sort of thing. Today he was convicted on all eight charges, felonies, including disrupting or obstructing transfer of power and everything else. I don't know this man. I don't know his lawyer. I don't know prosecution. But I look at that And then I look at this Antifa mob. Violent, violent, violent mob. Trying to build a police training center. They tried to take over the area months and months ago by camping out there. Most of these are white punks. And by punks, I mean middle class, upper middle class, you know, self-righteous revolutionaries who relied on mom and dad their entire lives. And so when the Atlanta Police Department is trying to clear them out and the state police, one of them shoots a state trooper, Mr. Producer. And of course they shoot back and that individual is killed. So Antifa makes a threat and says, we're going to treat the cops the way they treat us. Treat the cops the way they treat us. And so over the weekend, they had this mass riot. They're attacking buildings, burning, burning police cars, and so forth and so on. Now that's an insurrectionist group. That is a group that gathers over and over and over again in different parts of the country. It was there during Donald Trump's inauguration, as were other groups that rioted, burned cars. That wasn't called an insurrection. They've destroyed Seattle. They've destroyed Portland. They've destroyed parts of Washington, D.C., New York, Philadelphia, And their whole goal is to overthrow the United States government. 
It's not that they're anti-fascist, they're pro-Marxist. This is a, a group that wants to overthrow the country. This is an insurrectionist organization. These are terrorists. Domestic terrorists, and they'll beat you to death. None of that happened on January 6th. None of that. So, I make no excuses for people who break the law, who are violent when they break the law. But to have a jury in Washington, D.C., which hates Trump, to have these people, one after another, paraded in front of these juries, I don't think any of them have gotten off on anything. That's not justice, and it's not equal justice. And just because I say this, I'll be considered provocative and controversial. No, I'm not. In the old days, the ACLU would be standing right next to me. Civil libertarian groups would be standing right next to me. Not today. Because they're afraid. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. You know, Stephen A. Smith and Mike Pompeo on Life, Liberty, and Levin last night, they were fantastic. They really were. And I believe you learned a lot more about them. They both have great books out right now, which you can check out on Amazon. And um, I think my opening statement was very, very important. It's received a lot of attention. Of course, we were up against football, up against uh, Dallas and the 49ers. Who won that game, Mr. Producer? Anyway, um, you're a Jets fan, right, Rich? Oh, Steelers, well, lucky you yesterday. I'm not rubbing it in. I understand. The Eagles have a tough game next week against the 49ers, but I think they can pull it off. Very tough game. But these four teams that are left are really the cream of the crop. They just are. And uh, we shall see what happens. I mean, Cincinnati, Kansas City, that's a big deal. Now, not to upset people in Kansas City and Cincinnati, because I want to do that, not to do that. Um, I think if you had a Super Bowl, well, let me put it to you this way. Philadelphia is the fourth biggest market, and I think San Francisco's like the ninth. And I think Cincinnati is in the 40s, and 
or 50s and Kansas City's in the 40s and 50s. Just pointing that out. It'll be interesting to see, but people say stuff like that, but I don't think it matters because it's the fact that it's this game that people are wanting to watch, right? But those of you who watched the show last night, I want to thank you. You are great patriots. You are really unbelievable. And those of you who couldn't watch it live and DVR it, I mean the same to you. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate it. We spend a lot of time on these programs. The guests take time away from their busy schedules, too. And uh, we try and make it substantive and different than all the rest. You know, I've been watching this uh, Chris Zanunu. Uh, apparently, uh, our friend Cavuto has taken a liking to him. Neil Cavuto. I don't like the guy. For a lot of reasons. Number one. He talks like he's on a sugar high. He's a... Uh, that might fly in New Hampshire, but it's not going to fly anywhere else. Number two, he seems to think that when corporations who are subsidized are promoting politics against the very legislature that have subsidized it, that the legislature shouldn't fight back. I'm talking about Florida. So he takes shots at Florida. I'm thinking, what the hell did this Sununu ever do? Seriously. He had a hell of a tough time getting nominated, given his father's name. And the media's out there pushing Larry Hogan, who spends more time on CNN. The only place he spends more time is at the uh, smorgasbord. And Christie, Christie, the Cape May Orca? Are you kidding me? I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I figured it out, Mr. Producer. I figured it out. I figured it out, America. Why aren't... The Democrats who go on TV and their surrogates and the media mouthpieces for Biden mentioning that he's sitting president can't be indicted. I'm sitting here eating a pretzel. Just one pretzel, honey. One little one. She so worries about my health. She's great. Anyway, because they're hoping that Donald Trump will be indicted. And then they will make the case that Biden cannot be indicted. That's why they can't be treated the same way. But they're not going to do it now. Because they're hoping that Trump will be indicted as a former president. Then they'll use, you can't indict a sitting president of defense. They'll cite the various opinions that have been issued by Republican and Democratic departments of justice. That's what they're planning on. 
Does that make sense, Mr. Baduka? I think I figured it out. So they're going to sit on it. Why say that now? Why say it now? Why not wait and hope that they go after Trump with a charge? That's what's going on. It's pretty bad. All right, I want to try this again because we have a lot of people listening to this show who go on TV and radio and they're still not getting it right. So let's, let's go through this again. The President of the United States has the plenary powers, the head of the executive branch, to classify or declassify anything he wants to. Now, I was the first to mention this on Hannity, right after the document matter blew up. I think it was on that Wednesday. But whenever it was, when the Trump document situation came out, I said, oh, a president can do that. I cited the authorities for that, namely the Constitution, among others. Now they have some leftists who've said, well, the vice president can too because Obama signed a 2009 executive order, blah, blah, blah. An executive order, a regulation, a statute, a rule cannot trump the Constitution. Joe Biden was never the head of the executive branch. He cannot willy-nilly, that is, as he wishes, classify or declassify. No matter how many times the media lie about this, resort to this, it's a fact. Number two, the Espionage Act was first passed in 1917. It was used by Woodrow Wilson and the Democrats to prosecute over a thousand individuals who, who simply disagreed with them on World War I, claiming that they undermined the war effort and literally prosecuted them and imprisoned them been amended a few times since then it's way too ambiguous and yet the the criminal elements of the statute are quite limited in the case of Hillary Clinton remember Comey brought up the gross negligence standard which was too ambiguous and that's been the position of the Department of Justice when it comes to senior officials so Hillary wasn't charged. She never received a subpoena. They never got a search warrant. They never searched her home where the private server was, through which tens of thousands of government emails, including several dozen classified documents, traveled. No FBI SWAT team, nothing. Again, as with Biden, the private lawyers were in charge of the search. The private lawyers even decided what would be destroyed and destroyed them. iPhones were broken with hammers. If there was ever obstruction, Hillary Clinton, that's her middle name. Then we have the Trump situation. As president, documents were removed, <coughs> as they are with all presidents, by the way. And I'll get to that in a minute. For some reason, for some reason, the archivists noticed that boxes were being taken on into a helicopter as Trump was leaving. 
Now, they say you can't think and then have declassification. You have to act. Well, let's look at these two situations. We have the Constitution in which the president is the head of the executive branch and can declassify classify at will. And then you have the president in his last minutes where boxes of documents are taken, perhaps containing classified information, Mr. Producer. What does that act suggest to you? If he's taking classified documents, how can he be charged, even if you could charge, for taking classified documents when he determines what is or is not classified? Well, he has to go through this procedure. No, he doesn't. Everybody else has to go through that procedure. He does not. He does not. But you can imply, certainly from the act, of the removing the documents that he has. He's going to remove classified documents and say, I'm breaking the law, so make sure when I'm an ex-president you charge me under the Espionage Act? It's ridiculous. Doesn't he make any sense? And they know it. How many non-classified documents under the Presidential Protection Act has Joe Biden taken? That's not even discussed. It will be tomorrow or the next day now that I'm raising it. But that's not even discussed. Why? So in Trump's case, they're searching around. They say, well, there's no criminal liability under the Presidential Records Act. We can't really criminally charge him under the Espionage Act, particularly given Hillary Clinton's situation. Of course, what I said is a strong defense. In addition to what I believe was a general warrant, a violation of the Fourth Amendment with the warrant, but put that aside. That's not complicated matters. We asked him for the documents repeatedly. He wouldn't give them to us. So we had enough. We didn't like where they were located. So we got a warrant from a master judge who's not a full district court judge but why bother they're setting horrific precedent why go to a real judge go to a quasi judge and then they knowingly make a spectacle of themselves in the event with a raid a Mar-a-Lago with FBI SWAT carrying automatic and semi-automatic weapons. The media were there. They went in, they searched around. They found what they already knew was there. What Trump's lawyers already knew was there. And they used the warrant process, and the warrant was released, and we learned a decent amount about the information that was there and what they were seeking and so forth. So they dare not use that process against Biden because then we would learn too much. And by the way, Garland is running a cover-up operation. He and Biden's lawyers decided to keep it all secret from the American people. So as he was announcing a special counsel against Trump, as his department was, was writing these vicious and vile attacks, 
filing them as court papers against Trump. As they were saying, nobody's above the law. Biden said it. The party said it. Garland said it. As he picks one of the most vile, poisonous prosecutors he possibly can, who was smacked down unanimously once by the U.S. Supreme Court as special counsel, he's still keeping everything silent. And by God, he doesn't want to interfere with the, with the midterm elections, does he? So they continue to sit on it. They're hoping to broom the whole thing. They want to get it over with. And they find more documents. But Garland already knew this on December 20th. It's leaked in the NBC. All right, that's two. And then they find another document at his home at the library. All right, that's three. Garland has no choice. He was going to shred the recommendation from the Chicago, Illinois, U.S. attorney to appoint a special counsel. How do I know that? Because he sat on it for a week. That's how I know it. Not until then. And he quickly appoints a guy who's pretty weak, quite frankly. Pretty weak. Then there's the question of how many documents, you know, four times as many documents were found in Trump's Mar-a-Lago has been found with Biden. Now, of course, that has nothing to do with anything. Four times as many places Biden had classified information as Trump did. And, of course, Hillary Clinton had, what, 10,000 as many pages of documents as Donald Trump did? Didn't seem to bother anybody back then in the Democrat Party or in the Department of Justice, did it? So what do they do? They have to concoct an argument when it comes to Donald Trump. It makes no sense why they did the warrant in the SWAT team when they knew where everything was, pretty much. When they'd been there before. The FBI actually had been there before. Because they were searching for January 6th stuff. And they didn't find any. That's what they were searching for. So they had to come up with a cover. The Espionage Act and the Presidential Records Act. So what they did was unprecedented. Because they're focused on January 6th. Nothing there. Okay. Now plan B. Documents. Documents. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, we, we let Hillary go away. 30,000 documents. What are we going to do? And even they learn later about Biden. Obstruction. That's the ticket. It's always the ticket. Obstruction. But they were negotiating with us at the Department of Justice. What now? Yes. But they were resisting us. They were resisting us. They weren't forthcoming. So obstruction of justice, that's the ticket, obstruction. And the word went out to all the Democrats. The word went out from the Biden administration to their media buddies. The word went out to all the legal analysts. 
And the law professors, the word went out. Obstruction. That's the ticket. And you see, that's what distinguishes the Trump situation from Biden. Biden has been taking documents. He's been hoarding classified information since he was in the Senate. The FBI didn't do an independent investigation until Friday at his home and found more. But for over two months, it was hands off. We've talked about this, that it was a cover-up, that it didn't make sense in real time. We're not looking back. In real time, we talked about this. No subpoena, no SWAT teams, nothing. And they still were working with the lawyers, the Biden lawyers on Friday, who were there as observers. Trump's lawyers weren't even allowed to be around. But we got him because one of the lawyers signed a document. And that document, he represented that this was all they had. And we found a few more at Mar-a-Lago. Therefore, perjury. And did you make the Biden lawyers sign anything prior to the ongoing discovery of classified information? No, you didn't. You didn't do that. Because you don't want to set up any traps for Biden. Quite the contrary. You want to create outs for Biden. That's what you did. And they're still at it. They're still at it. The entire legal and judicial system in this country needs to be changed. And that was the core of what I was talking about last night on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I'm not going to play it here. If you want to hear it, you can go to uh, Rumble, Mark Levin Show Rumble, and any of the social media platforms. Mark Levin Show Rumble and any of the social media platforms. Take a look yourself. Take a listen. We need to be able to remove the Attorney General of the United States on a no-confidence vote, a majority of the House and Senate. It takes too long to impeach. And in the Senate, the Democrats support tyranny, and they have a number of Republicans who will go along with them. Same in the House. You have Nancy Mace, people like that. They support tyranny, too, in my view. They love going on liberal media, trashing conservatives. This is too serious for that. It's too serious for the gadflies and too serious for the, for the McConnellites. Talking about America here. I supported term limits in the very first book I wrote, Men in Black, for Supreme Court justices. Now I support term limits for all federal judges, whether it's 12 years or 14 years, all of them. Because you see the judges in Washington, D.C. are incapable, incapable of any sense of objectivity. They remind me of the, the feudal times. And a number of others that I propose, a slash of 20% of the Department of Justice budget and give it to ICE and the Border Patrol. All right, hard break. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service it kicks butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. I touched on this, and I've been touching on it. Maybe I would just grab it and wrestle it to the ground. Folks, people say to me, I want some normalcy in the Republican Party. I want people who can get things done, but, you know, don't make so many enemies. Help unite the nation. Anybody who says that to me, demonstrates to me they don't understand the struggle that we're facing right now we didn't start this we're not trying to take over the classrooms we're not trying to avoid immigration law and not secure the border we're not spending wildly and imposing massive debt on our children we're not opening the prison doors so murderers and rapists and others can get out That's what we're fighting. We can't unite behind an agenda like that. More when I return. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service it kicks butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, America, if you hear politicians say that they can do battle over issues and yet unite the country, That's not where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. Even Abraham Lincoln couldn't unite the party during the Civil War. And none of these guys are Abraham Lincoln, trust me. 
I've talked about the the quiet civil war going on, and by quiet I mean non-shooting civil war. I've talked about it for at least a decade, and it's here and it's big time. The Democrat Party has abandoned America's principles and founding. And worse, it is the home of the American Marxist movements within this country. They're all Democrats. They all vote for Democrats. Black Lives Matter encouraged the voting for Biden, even though he pretended to be a moderate. None of these Marxist movements are in the Republican Party, as despicable as some of these Republicans are, quite frankly. And the reason they're despicable is they're simply not up to the job, either intellectually or spiritually or soulfully or financially to confront this. Now, what are we confronting here? Joe Biden has issued executive orders that embrace equity over equality. Equity is about outcomes. Outcomes is about Marxism. Whether he does it knowingly or not is of no consequence. The result is the same. Joe Biden and his teachers union, among others, is destroying the nuclear family. We now have schools that are actually promoting gender changes for students without telling their parents. I've never seen anything so sickening in my life. But it's true. And while pushing abortion on demand, <coughs> while pushing abortion on demand here at home, and the Democrats, to a person in the House, even voted against Doctors aiding babies that have been born as a result of botched abortions. Every single Republican, you know, none of them have been asked about this. They come on shows that say, we want to be bipartisan. Let's bring on Josh Goshheimer, whatever the hell his name is. <clears throat> they never ask him, well, how is that moderate? That's insane. And so they're pushing abortion, funded abortion, infanticide here while the borders are wide open for foreigners to come into this country. How's that going to work? When the population of the United States citizenry, regardless of race, by the way, the United States citizenry, is either flat or literally going down, but the increase in immigration, particularly illegal immigration, is so high we can't even track it anymore. Now, how's that going to work out with assimilation? It's not. And that's exactly what the Democrat Party is doing. And you don't have to theorize about it. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is reality. Reality. Separating parents from their children when it comes to faith and basic principles and even their gender. The state taking over. And more specifically, the Democrat Party taking over to raise your kids. And change the nature of the culture and the society. So no longer is there a, a unified patriotism around the founding, around the Declaration of Independence, around the Constitution of the United States. No. Or even around our economic system. No. 
the same Democrat Party that pushed eugenics as applied especially to black people pushes abortion because abortion among blacks is a bigger percentage than their percentage of the population and the damn Democrat Party knows exactly what they're doing some ways they haven't changed a whole lot in my view Anyway, if you come into this situation, hey, I'm the governor of New Hampshire here, and you, you know, I, I just wish in Florida they, they weren't just attacking wokeism as the way they're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy sounds like he's had one too many uh, Milky Way bars. Hey, yeah, it's so, it's so true. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and, and, and we can do things here, and, and I don't believe we should interfere here. I believe in free markets. Since when do Sununus believe in free markets? But nonetheless, he's a rhino. Who, uh, who talks like, uh, who was that guy that talked fast all the time on MSNBC, who they had to get rid of? Remember him? Oh, they die out fast, don't they? But you talk like this. Yeah, I used to mock him all the time. He talked like this. He talked like this. That's Chris Matthews. That's it. I guess Sununu thinks that's appealing. So Sununu is being pushed by media types. But he and Christie and Hogan and so many of them just don't get it. They don't know what we're facing. They don't know what the average family's up against. They don't understand what parents are having to deal with. With communities all over the country, with the number of immigrants pouring into this country illegally. They don't get it. And they don't understand the war in our capitalist system. They don't understand that the Democrat Party has gone from anti-black racism to anti-black racism and anti-white racism, trying to turn one against the other. They don't get it. They smirk and they eye roll if you mention to them that there is a Marxist agenda that's taking place, an American Marxist agenda. They have no idea what you're talking about. None. And they want Republicans to run for the presidency like like Sununu, like Hogan, like Christie, like Asa Hutchison. These are the people they want because they know they're utterly and completely ineffective the way George W. Bush was, the way George H. W. Bush was. That's what they want. They want a Romney type. That's why they praise this woman, Nancy Mace, a backbencher from South Carolina. She's Romney in drag. That's why they praise Susan Collins, who's more Democrat than Republican, much more liberal, not conservative. That's why they praise Lisa Murkowski, bought and paid for by the National Education Association, and the American Federation of Teachers. Perfect. These are the kind of Republicans that they want. So they can keep, keep pushing their agenda. And they'll tell you those are the only types who can get elected. That's a lie. If Ronald Reagan were here today, he'd tell you it's a lie. Two massive landslides. 
you can't tell me today what Sununu stands for, what Chris Christie stands for, what Larry Hogan stands for. Two of them got elected in Democrat states. You think they got elected in Democrat states, standing on conservative principles? No. And they're back to their Democrat governors. And in the case of Hogan, he stabbed the Republican candidate in the back because he doesn't like Trump. Well, that's good. There's a uniter. Case of Sununu. Obviously, his name is Sununu. You have that. Case of Florida, the governor here actually changed the political dynamics. Didn't hurt what was going on in New York, in New Jersey, in California. The Democrats changed the dynamics too, so people were looking for a free state to escape to, and they go to typically one of three. Tennessee, Texas, or Florida. Tennessee, Texas, or Florida. Running out of states, aren't we? So it's crucially important that we nominate a conservative. And it's crucially important that if it's a conservative, we get behind that person. I'm asked everywhere I go, who do I support? What am I going to do? Everywhere I go, I'm asked, Mr. Producer. Are you asked too, Rich? Well, I don't like Trump, but there's this, and I like DeSantis, but there's that, and there's this, and there's that. I'll be right back. Mark in. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Cover a lot of ground here, folks. Stick with us. A lot more to cover. My gosh, there's a lot here on Mondays, you know, these things pile up. Now, what you don't know, folks, is my printer has been broken. And when you're in this business, <laughs> that's like being a, uh, a pilot uh, who can't see through the uh, window because I have to move from uh, from email to email. But here we are. I'm a quasi-professional, so I know what I'm doing. Here in the New York Post, Joe Biden's name was mentioned prominently. Listen to this, because Joe Biden is a psycho liar. By the way, every aspect of Joe Biden's life, he's lied about his personal life. He's lied about his law school career, where he was a plagiarist, but given a second chance. 
He lied repeatedly when he ran for president, and here he is in the Oval Office. And I got to thinking about this. Joe Biden has never, never had to pay for or been punished by his lies. I know he lost his son in a horrific situation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his plagiarism, his lies, nothing. He's never had to pay any kind of price. In the private sector, well, he wasn't there. But in university, he talks his way out of trouble. The Tara Reid situation, blown over. He is a multimillionaire from being a senator his whole life. He's got all these, these relationships with our enemies, most prominently the communist Chinese. Nobody asks for his tax returns to be released when it comes to the S-corporations. Do you want to know why they won't appoint a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden? Do you want to know why the attorney general is doing everything he can to cover for Joe Biden? Because once you start looking under the sheets... It gets very, very ugly, very, very fast. That's why. Because in my view, he's a crook. He's a Manchurian president. That's just my view. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. In this economy, we all need as much help as we can get. If you own a business, you're looking for ways to survive. Innovation refunds can help. Small business owners, please listen up. You could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program, and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. Go to GetRefunds.com. They do all the work with no charge up front. They simply charge a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. It's that simple. Now, this payroll tax refund is only available for a very limited amount of time. So check it out right away. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Yellow, 877-381-3811. Well, I'm going to mention more than I should. I'm working on this project. Obviously, it is a book. Every moment I have when I'm not doing radio or TV or live-in TV, virtually every moment, I'm either doing the research or the writing on this book. This book is taking me longer, I think, than any other book I've ever written, maybe except for Liberty and Tyranny. Liberty and Tyranny had a major impact when it was released in 2010. American Marxism had a major impact when it was released, what is it, a year and a half ago? I believe this book will have a bigger impact. I believe it will. Because of the things I'm finding and because of the state of the nation, the state of our culture. It's hard to outdo those two books. Liberty and Tyranny, American Marxism. Which are the biggest conservative books in decades, quite frankly. And both very different books. Liberty and Tyranny, not just the subject matter, but it was a very important book, still is, on the basics of Liberty and Tyranny. American Marxism, released, I guess, 11 years later. Delves very, very deeply into the poison that's seeping into our society. Why it's seeping into our society. And these various elements behind it. So when I write a book... One kind of flows to the next. I, I really flirted. I tell you guys everything. That's why I'm telling you this. Why are you telling? Those of you who've been with me understand. I flirted with writing a volume two of American Marxism. Because even though that's the longest book I've ever written, it could have been twice as long. But I didn't think anybody would read it. Including me. <laughs> After I wrote it. But I've decided to take a bit of a different path here. I'm simply not free to get into it more as a contractual situation. <clears throat> but it's going to have very important, I think, information and ideas and facts that you may never have known, just incredible, with current day application, because we're losing our country. That's my mindset. That's where I am. We may have little victories here and there, but we need big victories now. So you can assume that's the mindset and you can draw your own conclusions. I try to make my books as compelling and interesting and entertaining as possible. Because I know you have other things to do and better things to do. This book will not be released for some time. Nor should it be. 
because I'm not done with it. That's number one. But number two, it's too early. It needs to be released when it'll have maximum impact. <clears throat> so people say, gosh, you're, the, the bags under your eyes are getting worse. You don't have to tell me. My bags have bags under my eyes. I got it. But when you go to sleep some days, one or two in the morning, and you get up five or six in the morning, or you have a notepad next to your bed when you have ideas, you will need to write them down whatever time in the morning it is. That's what happens. It's not like I'm on the front lines of some combat. But I do what I'm capable of doing. We all are capable of doing different things. And this is, uh, I've said enough, but that's, that's the goal here. And this is taking much longer for several reasons. Number one, <clears throat> I want it to be as easy to read as possible. Number two, it's very difficult to write it. You've got some issues that are more complicated than others and so forth. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm trying to continue to advance the cause of liberty against tyranny. And as the decades pass and I get older and you get older, we have to be able to adjust, not in a principled way, not in a substantive way, but we have to be able to adjust in terms of uh, what it is about how we're informing each other and strategically. Because the enemy, the enemy's here. Make no mistake about it. It's interesting. I said last night what I've said on the radio over and over again, and I said it last night on my Fox show, that the greatest enemy we face is the Democrat Party. But look at it. You have Kamala Harris, who came to Florida, my new home state, and gave a speech promoting abortion because of the anniversary of Roe v. Wade or something. And cites the Declaration of Independence for her inhumane radical cause. And leaves out a word that she must leave out. You've heard of my show, Life, Liberty, and Levin. She continued the word liberty and happiness, but she cut out the word life. I want you to listen to this. Cut 12, go. We collectively believe and know America is a promise. America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. Not for some, but for all. we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So creator God is excluded and life is excluded. I want you to think about that. That is a complete misappropriation and perversion of the Declaration of Independence. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I've written about it before, and I want to underscore it. If you believe 
in this radical Marxism, if you believe in what they call progressivism, you cannot believe in the Declaration or the Constitution. And you cannot believe in real American history. You must hate. You must embrace critical race theory. That's where she is. So she leaves out the word creator. Why? Well, if you're of a Marxist ideology, you don't believe in God. God's the enemy. And even if you believe in God, you distort the entire thinking. Because your position is that you can build heaven on earth right here in America if only people would listen to you and surrender their individual selfishness. When she says liberty and freedom for all, she doesn't mean individual liberty. She means you will, you will experience liberty through surrendering your individualism to government, to the group, to the mob, which they can better control. And then the word life. Perhaps she's unaware of this, but without life, there is no liberty. Without life, there's nothing. Nothing. And this is what she stands for. Nothing. And so when I point this out, what are you saying? She doesn't believe in God? Well, if she does, why didn't she say it? The Creator. It's right there in the Declaration. If she believes in life, why doesn't she say it? It's right there in the Declaration. All she has to do is quote it. Any idiot can do that, even her. But they specifically exclude it. Remember when Obama did the same thing? Remember when Justice Jackson, would-be Justice Jackson, testified through her written testimony that when it comes to natural law, she takes no position? But that's in the, that's in the Declaration of Independence. That's part of our founding. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in it. And so when you hear the schmuck Todd's, boy, is he awful. Good Lord, is he a disaster. I don't know what he has on his, uh, on the chairman of the board of that company there, but it's unbelievable. You can be a low IQ, low ratings moron and be on network TV. It's amazing. There'll be anywhere, I guess. And in his case, they just, they cherry pick these Democrats. Oh, I have an idea. Chuck Todd. Oh, I have an idea. George Stephanopoulos. Oh, that's a good one. Right there. I have an idea. Adam Kingsinger. We'll put him up as a senior spokesmoron. And top line grifter. Over there at CNN. Oh, and he'll comment on Republicans. Meanwhile, this Nancy Mace... She seems a bit unhinged, a bit of a loon. We can bring her on. And she'll represent the Republicans. Yay! Let's do that. Then we have Sununu. Who must be sucking on sugar or something. That guy, hey, hey, hey. Shut up. Good God. Slow down, bro. Anyway, I digress. So creator and life taken out of the Declaration of Independence. They actually despise it. Now we know this. 
because Woodrow Wilson, during his presidency, essentially trashed the Declaration of Independence. Those of you who have rediscovering Americanism and the tyranny of progressivism, I quote him in there. But he also wrote about it, and he's not the only one. These pseudo-intellectuals of that era, they all despise the Declaration, because the Declaration talks about a higher authority than government, or Democrats, and talks about the right to life, and they were pushing eugenics at the time. Now they're just pushing abortion. What's well, a choice, don't you know? Not for the baby. Oh, well, there's not a baby, you know. Oh, no, no, okay. Follow the science. No, I don't want to follow the science. Just wear a mask. But the Declaration of Independence is trashed all the time. And so is the Constitution. And this is what I want all of us to understand. So when you have these repubics who say they want to run and don't comprehend what's taking place here, they're not worthy of a vote. They're not even worthy of consideration. And how do you make nice? That is, how do you have a bipartisan political agenda with people who reject the Declaration and the Constitution? People who reject the Creator. People who reject life in the Constitution. How do you, how do you meet them halfway? Is that what the Republicans did during the Civil War? They say, you know what? Let's meet the Confederates halfway. Okay. No. There's certain things you fight for. You don't compromise on. Unless you're McConnell and his ilk. Or Nancy Mace and her ilk. There's some things you got to stand up for and just do. And I notice that the Republicans... The Mitchell types, the Mace types, the Sununu types, what they're doing now is using Democrat left-wing speak. That is, that if you make nice and make peace with people who want to destroy America, that's bipartisanship, and the people want bipartisanship. That's what they want. They don't want any more ugliness. And so then, they win and we lose. Because even if we engage them, we might lose. Because they control virtually every inch of the culture. And it's going to take a concerted effort by tens of millions of us to get it back. So we can't have these phony leaders who impress news people and some hosts and so forth. The more these people who hate us attack attack a politician, the more I take a close look at that politician and say, hey, maybe they're pretty good. I'll be right back. Mark in. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. By the way, I'm bouncing around today, but still, 
We're covering a lot of very important substantive ground. You know, this Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers. I know that's not substantive. Nonetheless, I think he's great. Look, I'm an Eagles guy. I grew up in Philadelphia. What do you want? They look great. That said, these four teams are the best of the four teams. They're the best teams in the league. I think they rose to the top. Certainly think that argument could be made about three of them. But Kyle Shanahan, I met him once with his father and his mother. Years and years ago, when his dad was the coach of the, back then, the Redskins, today the Commodores. What are they? Oh, the Commanders or whatever. The Chameleons is even better. Um, And I really liked him. And he was a great coach, even for them. But they, you know, they pulled the trigger so fast. Something about the DNA in the Shanahan's, they really know how to coach and to win. That's the one thing that makes me nervous about the 49ers playing the Eagles. I still think they're going to win, that is the Eagles, but that said, what I think doesn't matter. Uh, I'm impressed with the coach of the Eagles, too. Look, I'm impressed with all these coaches. Well, there's a lot of really good coaches. Um, but that said, I believe the the defensive, the coach for the defense under Shanahan, I believe he was a linebacker for the Eagles at one point. Now, I'm going to say one thing over the air that most of you won't care about, but I'm going to say it anything. To the Eagles coaching squad, you better watch the passing down the middle between the numbers. 8, 10, 12, 15, 20-yard passes. Your defense is a little weak there, and that's where San Francisco hits anyway. The passing down the center. Got to tighten it up. I'm not giving away any secrets. I'm no Stephen A. Smith. But I am Mark R. Levin, and I watch these things from time to time. By the way, the UFC was unbelievable over the weekend, too. Teixeira, he's, he's unbelievable, but Hill deserves all the credit in the world. All right, I'm done sports. That's my sports segment. I'll be right back. Exclusive from the Daily Mail. Exclusive. Atlanta Antifa terrorist suspect worked as a production assistant for CNN and an intern for Reuters before her arrest. An Antifa terrorist suspect. This is the Daily Mail. Who's part of the Atlanta cell is the daughter of a New Jersey-based pharma China and a global diversity expert. DailyMail.com can reveal Teresa Yushen, 31, was one of seven activists arrested at the future $90 million Atlanta Public Safety Training Center in a clearing operation last week. Mental health consultant Shen traveled from Brooklyn to Atlanta to protest the creation of a cop city. It's a training center, you idiots, which has sparked violent clashes after a protester was shot dead after shooting a Georgia State Police officer. DailyMail.com can reveal that both of her parents are high-flying business people. 
with her father running a New Jersey-based Chinese media company and her mother a former British foreign office consultant. Hey, you got to love the open border. Shen was arrested alongside Sarah Weiselweasley, 35, Spencer Liberto, 29, Matt McCarr, 30, along with Jeffrey Parson, 20, of Baltimore, Timothy Murphy, 25, of Maine, Christopher Reynolds, 31, of Ohio. Oh, they ship these little domestic terrorists all over the place. She was charged with domestic terrorism and aggravated assault of an officer was previously arrested during an anti-ICE demonstration at the Bergen County Jail in 2021. Her father, James Shen, 58, is the president of publishing Wicon, which owns Pharma China, and brags about its links to the most multinational pharma companies across communist China. He claims to come from a family with generations of ties with the pharmaceutical industry in China and described himself as a strategist, advisor, publisher, specializing in China healthcare. Yeah, how's that going, by the way? Shen herself appears to have followed in her father's footsteps initially, interning at both Reuters and the constipated news network, a.k.a. CNN, with the latter refusing to report the clashes after the conflict of interest was revealed. That's the new CNN. Censorship, in addition to leftism. She grew up in a three-bedroom, 810,000 family home in Princeton, New Jersey. Oh, she must have suffered horribly. Before moving to a one-bed, $500,000 Brooklyn apartment, on her own, of course. Her mother, Ji Hashen, was one of the first group of university scholarship students sent by the Chinese government to study in the UK at Exeter University. The 63-year-old is available to speak at events and calls herself a global diversity expert. <laughs> this would have been a great essay if I had thought of this. Who has an in-depth knowledge of how to do successful business in China. Everybody does. Give them your technology. She also worked as a trainer and consultant in London for Lloyds of London in the British Foreign Office. How do people with such ties to the Communist Party of China or the official state of China have all these jobs? I mean, uh, we know the answer. Ji Zhua holds both an MA from Exeter University, UK, and Master of Education from, of course, Columbia University. Mr. and Mrs. Shen did not respond to requests for comment by the Daily Mailer. Since June 21, Antifa and other far-left extremists a.k.a. Marxists, from across the U.S. have occupied the area to prevent the construction of what they've dubbed Cop City. Comes after Manuel Esteban Perez Terán, 26, was shot dead after allegedly opening fire at a Georgia state troop. May I make a suggestion to all you Marxist, radical, violent little bastards? Don't shoot at cops. They might actually shoot back. And uh, you may not survive. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said a Georgia State Patrol trooper was shot and severely injured during the raid by a man camped in the area. Officers returned fire and killed the gunman who allegedly used a pistol. If we had only banned guns. During the multi-agency operation, GBI and approximately 25 campsites were located and removed from the site. Additionally, mortar-style fireworks... Multiple edge weapons, pellet rifles, Gaza. No wonder most of this hasn't been covered by the left. We have a former CNN and Reuters intern there. No wonder. Now, is this an insurrection? Of course not. 
Oh, that was just property damage. Did you hear that idiot on CNN, Mr. Producer? Just property damage. Of course, the Marxists don't believe in property unless they're stealing it and using it for themselves. The protesters who call themselves forest defenders. Forest defenders? Okay. Are claiming that the police have murdered one of their own and are demanding action. The statement posted on social media, the scenes from the Atlanta Forest account said, a call for retaliation. Consider, how come we don't have hundreds of FBI agents and federal prosecutors working Antifa? I mean, did any of this, any of this occur on January 6th? There were two pipe bombs that were placed somewhere. We still don't know who the person was, and the FBI still hasn't found the person. What's that all about? On Friday, January 20th, wherever you are, they said you were invited to participate in a night of rage in order to honor the memory of our fallen comrade. See, they even speak Marxism. Several posts tweeting social ad goes on and on. So where was the FBI? Well, you know, people came from all over the country. They were crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Merrick Garland's very, very busy. SWAT teams against Trump. SWAT teams against pro-lifers. Uh, more resources than ever in American history. The FBI is applying more resources it has against people who came to the January 6th protest, more than they're applying against the communist Chinese and the Iranians and the North Koreans. That's why I said their budget... They gotten too fat, too fast, too big, slash it 20% and give that money to ICE and the Border Patrol that wants to do their job with specific legislative directives. That's what needs to be done. Force them to do the right thing. And that's just one way. That's just one way. Well, now, so we know those internships uh, over at CNN, um could be kind of dangerous over time. Mr. Producer, let's take some calls. People have been waiting. Do we have any irregular Americans first? Any lefties? All regular? Okay, let's take one, please. Yes. On the Levin app, Jesse, Atlanta, Georgia. Go right ahead, Jesse. Hey, Mark. How's it going tonight? It's going great. Thank me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm welcome. Um, yeah, I, would, I wanted to. Com- I wanted to comment about the um, documents they keep seem to keep finding in Joe Biden's possession. Yes. Um, my question is, why even mention the documents after being quiet for so long? I mean, the lawyers are friends of Biden. Doesn't he have friends at the archive? Can't the lawyers just call up and say to someone at the archive, "Hey, we've got some documents we found in Joe's possession. We're going to send them to you, and you can." Quietly- I think they originally tried to do all the cover up but there's too many people involved. And so they have a different kind of cover-up going on now, which is we tried to cover up. We had to put it through this process. Too many people internally knew, but we'll cover up the fact that it's in this internal process as long as we can. And then uh, Jim Comer, James Comer on my show indicated in response to my answer, they were going to investigate these areas. And as much as the news media want to ignore this the way they ignored March 2017 when I said that Trump was being spied on and all the rest, we don't ignore it here. And so that sparked a uh, the leak. Anyway, that's my view. 
All right, my friend. Good yantif. Who do we have next, Mr. Producer? On the Levin app. The Levin app is hot tonight. Howard in San Diego. How are you, Howard? I am terrific. Seen you quite a few times at the Reagan Library. What I have tonight is that uh, Chris Sununo should come as no surprise to any of us because uh, his rhino uh, characteristics are in his DNA. Remember his father, uh, the previous governor of uh, New Hampshire, John Sununu, is the one that gave us that great uh, prize, uh, Justice Souter, uh, who George H.W. Bush nominates to the Supreme Court. You're so right. Good memory. He's the one that recommended and pushed for Souter. And Souter was a complete and utter disaster. In fact, Suda was very much like William Brennan in the end. You're quite right, yeah. my friend. Thank but you for that. Remember, yeah, you'll remember, I'll let you go to others, but uh, seen you several times the last time. Uh, I know your Philadelphia connection. When I saw you with the, uh, an American Marxism uh, signing at the Reagan Library, I was wearing my New York Yankee hat, and you told me, get rid of that hat. Oh, geez, you have to tell all of New York? That was a joke, by the way. Thank That's you, my well, friend. I'm, I'm, bu- I, I, I'm born there. So. Okay. It was a joke. Look, I started in New York. My radio career started on WABC because of the, the local you know, management there who could understand talent when they heard it. I'm being perfectly honest. They picked up Hannity. They picked up me. They carried Rush. In the old days, I was called in talk radio, Murderer's Row. Rush Hannity Levin was called Murderer's Row. But I'm now the cleanup hitter. I'm there. I'm the great WABC. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Wait a minute. I got to take a break. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. they say what's good for the goose is good for the gander i guess what's good for the butcher is good for the pig or vice versa pig appears new york post who else pig appears to have got the ultimate revenge at a hong kong slaughterhouse knocking over and killing a butcher with the cleaver about to be used on him police told cnn that the pig had been shot with an electric stun gun at the slaughterhouse on friday when it suddenly woke and pounced on a 61-year-old worker. The swine knocked over his would-be slaughterer, who seemingly dropped his 15-inch meat cleaver onto his own foot. Another worker found the butcher, named by local media as Chai, with the cleaver in his hand and his left foot bleeding profusely from the wound. He was rushed by ambulance to a local hospital where it was pronounced dead. Let that be a lesson to all you butchers out there. By the way, I read something about the way that they kill pigs in Europe, and now it's picking up in the United States. It is the most horrendous thing. Got to see if I can find that, Mr. Producer. Can you look for it, too, for tomorrow? It's just stunning and sickening. Mr. Producer, who else do we have on the phones, please? WSKY Bill in Ocala, Florida. Go right ahead, sir. 
Yes, speaker, Mark, forever is, hold uh, yourself. To discuss the aggregate of homelessness. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this is to discuss all the aggregate of things you discuss and 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 uh, discover. Uh, that yes. it sounds like to me that that it is far overdue time for all the red states to secede from the union. We're in Florida. We have our own coastline, as does Louisiana, as does Florida, and we don't need the United States. Well, there's a little problem with that, even though I'd love to see it. You might remember the Civil War. Remember that? Remember that? Absolutely. Well... There was a debate on whether states could secede. You know, it's funny, James Madison in a letter suggested not. I wish we could, because I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure we can save the Union, quote-unquote, but I'll explain what I mean very quickly. I don't have a lot of time. Madison. Madison said when this came up, long before the Civil War, well, a couple decades before the Civil War, and there is a letter He said he could see what was coming. He said citizens of the states, when their states signed on to the United States Constitution, they became citizens not just of their state, but of the United States. That's what he said. And so he said, no, he doesn't believe states can secede. Even though no state was seceding, There were nullification activities taking place at that point. Nullification. And he feared it would lead to succession. Secession. Secession. That is, states leaving. So, uh, I wish the blue states would say, let's come to accommodation with the red states and let's make a deal. But they can't. You know why? They need the taxes out of the red states. They need the uh, hardworking people out of the red states. Not that there aren't any in blue states. They just vote the wrong way. Anyway, thank you for your call. I had a little procedure this morning. Everything went well. Heart's in great shape. And uh, I just want to tell my, my blessed audience that the people who hate me, you know, you can stick it. We salute all you heroes out there, and we will see you right here tomorrow. God bless. God bless.